What's up, everyone? I know it's been a while, but we're back. I'm back. Your fearless leader. Uh, clearly, shit can't get done when I'm not here. Uh, shout out Ryan, Joel, and Christian. Um, yeah, we tried. But <laughs> I am back. The podcast is back. Joel is back. He wants to redeem himself after a shitty episode that won't ever air just because there's really no need oh, to. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a blooper reel at the the end of the the year but we'll see uh but regardless we're back lots to catch up on uh it's been about like 10 days since the last episode so two weeks to uh week matchups in the books including the first week of interdivision play this past week i'll let you know how that went down um but joel is with me how you doing bud uh well we we're uh, we're looking up. We're looking up. We're down looking up. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to look any more down than your team was this week. That is for sure. Rough week. We had some injuries, some bye weeks. We'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> it is what oh, it we is. will. Don't worry. We will. Oh boy. Um. Oh shit! I just lost my screen. But. We're going to start the episode, uh, obviously a lot of cleanup, a lot of transactions have taken place. Um, this being our, we didn't have an episode uh, one this week, but this being our typical uh, post waiver edition show, obviously we had some stuff go down um, yesterday or this morning, I should say. So we'll talk about that, but I'm going to focus more so on the trades just because, uh, I mean, our league loves trades. Um, so we'll start most recent going back. Most recent one was Ryan, who earlier in the year traded away George Kittle because he picked up Will Disley. Well, Will Disley looked great for about like a game plus a quarter. And yeah. he's done for the year with the torn Achilles. So he traded away the newly acquired Alshon Jeffrey for Greg Olson, who was on a bye this week. So, Ryan's tight end situation is still not uh, solved, but, I mean, hopefully, at least in his mind, it gets solved going forward. But what do you think about this trade? Uh, I mean, it was good for him. He's got a ton of receivers already, as it is. Granted, he's he's got some buys this week, but he definitely had the room to uh, trade away a receiver like Alshon. And, I mean, Greg Olson has been showing up, um, I guess, I mean, more so towards the beginning of the season, but, I mean, he still gets those targets. He's kind of like that that safety net, uh, especially for somebody like Kyle Allen, I think. So, uh, I mean, it definitely it definitely fills a hole, not this week, but for, for the long term, it gives him something serviceable. So, yeah. I like it. Agreed. Like, it, straight up, just, like, fully on paper, I think Eftis is getting the better deal, but when you factor in roster construction, like you said, Ryan has seven rosterable receivers, so he could afford to trade one regardless if yeah. he wasn't getting like fair straight up value. He had a position of need and uh he, he swapped that. So pretty good deal. Um God, my computer's being so slow. Uh, but another one, just because I know it off the top of my head, it was Ryan and myself. Ryan, not looking at the numbers, but uh, I would bet to say he's made the most trades this year. Um, but Ryan traded me Deshaun Watson and T.Y. Hilton, and I traded him Keenan Allen and Marquise Brown. This 
was prior to this past week's games. Um, so obviously I was involved. I wanted Deshaun Watson and uh, T.Y. Hilton to replace losing Keenan Allen and Hollywood Brown. But Joel, what do you think about this trade? I really like that for both of you. Um, just because obviously Ryan gets the unneeded upgrade at receiver. He already had great receivers as it was, but now he's got even greater receivers. Um, and now he doesn't have to worry about choosing between Jackson and um, Deshaun. Um, and then for you, you obviously get that upgrade at QB that you really needed. Um, I'm still, I, just personally, about personal bias, I'm still not a fan, the fan of Deshaun. I still think he's the... Uh, um, just, again, that line is terrible, and I think it'll come and show eventually towards the end of the season. But, I mean, for now, I think, yeah, you definitely you replace Keenan Allen somewhat with T.Y. Hilton. So, um, And you already have DeAndre. So, yeah, I like that trade for both of you. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I wasn't extremely high on Deshaun Watson uh, coming into this year, or especially around draft season. I just thought he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be like Garner MVP chatter or anything like that. But he has, uh, minus the Jacksonville game, he's looked every bit as hyped up. Um, so, I, and I was just tired of uh, doing the streaming quarterbacks just because I, I felt like I needed to stream tight ends and defenses and trying to stream quarterbacks too with people bidding 10 and 20 bucks on a one-week starter. It was just not a viable option. So had to make the move. Hate to see Keenan Allen go, but I drafted Mike Williams because I liked him a lot, and he's finally starting to show some value. He's outscored Keenan Allen the past two weeks. So we'll see uh, if I can reap the benefits of that deal. But, yeah, I think uh, both sides got a pretty good deal. And it was a rare trade between me and Ryan. Usually we talk but never come to fruition. So that was interesting. Yeah, that was the most surprising uh, part of it. Um, yeah, I know. First offer, too, um, which is, again, kind of surprising. Um, but a minor trade, um, <clears throat> uh, just traded Chris Thompson uh, to Tucker in exchange for Golden Tate. This is kind of just like both flyers hoping uh, throw shit at the wall, hope it sticks type deal. Um, I don't know why Eftis is trading away a running back for another wide receiver. Wide receiver wasn't his problem. Running back was, and he traded away a, a decent starter, um, RB2, RB3 type uh, value for a receiver he probably won't ever start. But that's probably why Eftis is 1-5. So Tucker gets a, or a, excuse me, a running back that helps his rotation. So good for him. Not going to spend too much time on that. Eftis is an idiot. Um, and then I believe there's one Guy more. Blue. The sky is blue, unless it's not. Sometimes it's gray. Sometimes it's black. It's dark outside right now. Um, and I have to still one five, so. Oh, there's no. Oh, okay. All right. Well, two actual like acquisitions I wanted to talk about. Um, one is mine. I'm just going to toot my own horn here for a second. I got extremely lucky that I picked up Hunter Henry. Um, because uh, one, I needed a tight end, so I was monitoring him anyways. I dropped him a couple weeks back, but uh, just picked him up, hoping he would 
get back to normal in a couple of weeks because he was supposed to play limited snaps uh, on Sunday night. Well, fuck limited snaps because he had eight for like 102 touchdowns. So Hunter Henry's back, hopefully. So hopefully that solves mine. And the other one that I want to give credit where credit is due is um, I actually don't know the guy's name off the top of my head, but Ben Lamb picked up the backup running back for Arizona. That looks Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds looks pretty damn good. Like it looks yeah. like that's going to be kind of like a think two years ago, Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman type deal, where like Devonta Freeman's still yeah. a premier back, but Tevin Coleman's startable. That's kind of how it's looking. Um, I mean, small sample size, but. Uh, all reports are saying that Cardinals love what Edmonds brings and uh, it actually makes Dave Johnson a better running back because he does one, he doesn't have to be on the field as much and two, it's a different look for the defense. So David Johnson can be more effective when he is on the field. So um, that's probably going to be a under the radar move that pays off big time. So props to Ben lamb still doing whatever he needs to do in order to stay competitive. So credit where credit is due, but that kind of wraps up the cleanups. Obviously, there's a bunch of moves, like a bunch of quarterbacks shuffling, defense shuffling, tight end shuffling, the normal stuff, but I'm not going to go too deep into that. Um, I will say that for a while there, I was really the only one with, um, whatchamacallit, like no money left compared to <laughs> everyone else. Um, but honestly, people have kind of like, caught up to me and Ben Lamb actually even passed me. So feel pretty good. But just a quick recap of where everyone's at. Christian only has 36 left. Oh, so he passed me too. Uh, Nate with 52, uh, Ben Lamb with 38, Jack still with 81. I have 41, Ryan 64, Wag 85. If my computer will stop being so fucking slow, I can tell you the rest, but it's literally frozen. No. Oh, man. My computer wanted to restart now. I think. Uh, my computer wanted to restart, so I said no to that shit. Oh, okay. um, WAG 85, Gary 77, Joel 59, correct. Tucker 45, David 75, and Eftis at 42. Um, Just kind of goes to show, like, I mean, one, yeah, having money later in the season is certainly helpful. Um, oh, shit. Breaking news. The Raiders just signed Darren Waller to a contract extension. Good for the Wallers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's still going to play this year, but either way. Yeah, I mean, but... always love to hear his name. Yeah. I mean, through 2023, so it's a pretty big contract extension. Good for him. Um, but as I was saying, like having money later in the season is nice, certainly, but if you can't spend on that money on anything worthwhile, then what's the point of holding your money? Um, I mean, I'm not going to claim to be a, a fab expert like at all. Like I'm terrible at bidding. I overbid frequently and I underbid even more frequently, but I mean, it just seems questionable to me when uh, you save your money and then obviously nothing really uh, pops up late in the season. So 
we'll see. But then again, spending your money like twenty dollars yeah. on a quarterback one week, and then ten dollars on quarterback <laughs> the next week, and then twenty dollars on another quarterback another week doesn't seem the smartest. But I mean, hey, when you got to outbid a division rival and a friend that you have beef with, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm, I mean, to, I'm not gonna lie, I was panicking about Rodgers a little bit, but. Um... <laughs> The other thing, too, is there hasn't really been that big, like, standout pickup. You know what I mean? Like, there's always, like, that Kamara or or somebody. I feel like that hasn't really come about yet. So, I mean, now's kind of the chance. Like, I feel like eventually it's got to, statistically speaking, someone's going to come out of the woodworks here where it'll be worth, a, you know, the $10 pickup yeah. or something. I think that's what people are kind of looking for at this time. I mean, I it looked like it was going to be Wayne Gallman. It was not. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it certainly hasn't been at the running back position. I think the wide receiver position, you've found some gems, um, just off the top of my head and only because it was week one. So, uh, that's kind of what I'm basing off of. I would say Terry McLaurin is like the closest thing to a steal as far as like I, that free, true. free I, agent I, I, pickup. I thought you drafted him. Okay. No, I didn't. I, I was considering it, but I went Hawkinson last round instead of, uh, McLaurin, which is funny because had I drafted McLaurin over Hawkinson, Hawkinson would have been like a widely bid on uh, commodity after his week one too. So kind of went both ways. But yeah, that's a good point. You haven't seen that like one breakout guy who's immediately going to be a first round pick in fantasy next year. Like we have with Kamara or, I mean, I drafted James Conner, but James Conner would have fallen in that boat as well because a lot of leagues who went undrafted. Uh, (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Um, It's going to be the next Mahomes. Just watch. Jesus, Mahomes isn't even Mahomes anymore. Um, But regardless, that's clean up some trades, some uh, moves that went down. Um, Let you know where everyone's at with their budget. Some people budgeted well. Some people not so much. But that's fantasy for you. All right, so we're going to do a quick rankings and uh, kind of combine segments here. Um, while we do the rankings, rather than talking about why people are ranked where they're ranked, um, we're just going to talk about the opportunities that still remain with their teams. Some teams have more opportunities to improve than others. Um, but regardless, every team can improve in one way or another. You don't win your uh, fantasy championship at the draft. So... Clearly, moves didn't need to be made and plenty of opportunity to perform or to improve uh, throughout the course of the season. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, Coming in number 12, we have a new number 12. I don't believe he has ever, or at least not this year, I shouldn't say ever, but not this year has not been in last, but new number 12, and that is Ben Eftis. I had him last. Joel, you had him 11th, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, right there, bada bing, bada boom. Um, clearly, plenty of opportunity to improve. He's, I mean, you could argue that he could just not stand pat, but he doesn't need a full makeover just because he's been the um, unlucky recipient of a tough schedule and people scoring a lot of points against him. But he's still putting up yeah, points. Exactly. But, I mean, listen, when you're one in five, something needs to change regardless of whether it's shitty luck or not. Like, I think it was Wag a couple of years ago who started, like, one in six and then won, like, seven in a row. That doesn't happen really ever. 
if it does, it's just kind of a fluke. It's one in a million. Um, yeah. But Joel, looking at Eftis' team, like what would you, if this was your team, what would you want to change? I mean, he honestly, he does have a solid team. He, um, I, I get, yeah, he's just kind of got been unlucky, the unlucky, like he said, really unlucky. Honestly, I think his team is better than Ben Lamb. But again, we we'll get into that later. Um, the only reason why I have him so low is just because of his record. But with that said, I think like he just has his his studs are more like lower tier. Not that they're lower tier players, but just like as far as like his studs go, you could definitely you're, you know it's, you're not looking at like you know Dalvin Cook for example or uh, McCaffrey. I mean Fournette's been good, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to have a good week this week. But uh, like. You know what I mean? Their 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 offense isn't like this high powered, uh, churning out points all the time. Um, and so, and then I guess with Cooper, you know, yeah, he's good, and I, uh, I mean, he's good. He's what the number six receiver I think right now, but like it's not number that. four. Who? No, he's number four. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he just had he's had some really good weeks, but he's not like I would rather have like again a Devonte Adams, for, you know, bias Julio Jones. Um, so, and I think his starting lineup is pretty solid. Um, but I think kind of turning, turning, moving some pieces around to get that, like stud, one of those, like, you know, like a Michael Thomas, or I think that's something he could use. Yeah. Um, I would agree or with all that. Too, Cause he just straight away Olsen. Right. I, I would agree with all of that. Uh, he has good players, but they seem like role players more than like the stud you want on your team. Um, I mean, Freeman's kind of bounced back a little here in recent weeks. Fournette's been great. Uh, Cooper, regardless of like the actual stats and numbers he puts up, I don't think any of us are comfortable putting him in that top tier. Like we wouldn't say he's a top five fantasy wide receiver, regardless of what the numbers say. So I get that. Um, and Dallas looks anything but a sure thing on offense right now. Um, so We'll see. Um, he's also hurt right now, and they have a bye week coming up, so that might sink up to see even more. I like Alshon, but outside of that, I don't really like much else. Um, I I would be, like you said, searching for a package to trade for that stud and just bank on trading depth for a good starting lineup at this point because you really got to go balls to the wall in order to dig yourself out of this hole. Um, yeah, he does like have surprisingly the, good depth. Right, but like his bench, for instance, Landry, Rivers, Metcalf, Eckler, Ronald Jones, Chris Herndon, Golden Tate, and then Cam Newton on IR. Like, yeah, decent players, but I mean, no one, I'm like, holy shit, that he's on his bench. Like, he just has a team full of role players, and he needs that one breakout guy. Like, Eckler is still the number three ranked running back, but I really don't think yeah. he's going to have that much value going forward like rb2 ceiling um he's not gonna give you nearly what he did before melvin gordon's only going to have an increased workload as the season goes on so yeah exactly. i mean if this if you're listening that's what you need to do you need to get your shit together and trade for a stud rather than selling he sent i mean yeah he got jeffrey but he essentially sold in that deal he sold a valuable tight end for a wide receiver he doesn't necessarily need it's not exactly yeah. the thing you need to do to, to get better. But moving on, we have um, 
a guy who's used to being down here has made some moves, but doesn't matter because it is this guy, and that is Nate. Nate comes in at 11. I had him, ooh, oh, I had him ninth, but Joel, you had him last. So I'll let you take this one. Why do you think Nate seems the worst of all? Um, I Personally, again, so controversial opinion, maybe. We'll see. I The only reason why I ranked him last is a record. Uh, I think I put Ben Lamb a little too high on my rankings. I'm not liking his team, nothing personal, um, even though he's in the same division. But, yeah, I only have him down just because of his record. I think he does have, like, saw, like solid, not great starting lineup. Um, I mean, he, and the only thing is he just has, like, we were talking about that stud. Really, it only seems like that stud on his team is Kelsey, who's been – I mean, and I know Hill's Up just, and down. Know Hill's just coming back. Yeah, exactly. Not like that, you know, week in, week out, start, uh, start him and forget him, you know. Um, so, and with that said, that kind of transitions into what I think he could do to improve his kind of trade trails, Kelsey, and hope he can get some cap uh, package deal where it's like um, someone who's been kind of underperforming and they're kind of going to be going off for the rest of the season, getting trying to snag maybe two of them, like a two-for-one or something. Um yeah, um, but that's that'd be kind of I, like a last ditch effort at this point. Yeah, because I mean, looking at his team, he has a pretty solid team. It's just like the winnable weeks, he's not winning. Like I know when I beat him, I only scored like 115. This week, he's uh, scored 114. Ben Lamb scored 128. That's a winnable week. If the yeah. team beat beats you scoring like 120, you should win that game. Chances are your team underperformed if you lost and your opponent scored 120. Um, but, like, looking at his team, Kyler Murray, the ninth-ranked uh, quarterback. Todd Gurley didn't play last week. Still the 19th-ranked running back. Derrick Henry, 14. Cortland Sutton, 10. DJ Chark, 5. Ta- Travis Kelsey, 3. Kenny Galladay, 19. Like, he has the players that are performing, but it just seems like not all of them are performing at the same time. Um, yeah, exactly. And his bench sucks. I mean, DJ Moore yeah. solid, but Malcolm Brown is a handcuff at this point. Jeff Wilson isn't even playing anymore now that Tevin Coleman's back. Uh, I mean, Brissett's good. I'll, I'll give him credit. Um, Jalen Samuels is out for a month, and Nelson Aguilar is uh, essentially irrelevant. Like, he was the only wide receiver healthy, and he put up zero points. That's catching week. those babies. That, that's that's really always done this year. Yeah, I know. So... Yeah, with Nate, he has the studs, but I would tend to agree. Like, I would package Kelsey in exchange for a return with another stud and hope that stud gives you more. I know for a fact that Ryan and Tucker would give their left nut um, for Kelsey right now. I'm sure they've offered, but it seems like yeah, I, I've officially labeled Nate the most annoying person to trade with. And I've tried trading with you. I've tried trading with Christian. I've tried trading with David, <laughs> with Ryan. But Nate is the worst of all. Um, quick story: like I was trying to, I was trying to trade for a quarterback, and I honestly did not want to trade for a Deshaun Watson level or Lamar Jackson level. Like I didn't want to trade with Ryan, not because it's Ryan, but because of the value his quarterbacks would command in the trade. Yeah. So I went to Nate because he's Kyler Murray, Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Brees. Fucking Drew Brees is out for like six weeks, and I even tried to trade for Drew Brees. But Nate, God, Nate, Nate 
was like, uh, honestly, aren't there good QBs on the waiver wire, like, at least for one week? Like, bro, like, that's not what you're supposed to say. Like, you're supposed to negotiate a trade. Like, <laughs> like he didn't even say yes or no. He's like, honestly, aren't there good QBs on the waiver wire? I was like, whoa. Who's man? Like, what the fuck? The audacity. Yeah, so I was like, fuck you. (laughs) So uh, I'm canceling Nate. I'm not trading with him. I'll just let him sink with his uh, players going to waste. But, I mean, uh, it's Nate. So regardless regardless of what he does, he's probably not going very far. Uh, But moving on, we have number 10, and that is the aforementioned Ben. Oh wait, no, no, it's not. Just kidding, just kidding. Sorry, Ben. Uh, it is actually Gary. Um, Gary oh. was the laughing stock for a while, but has kind of let other people become more of a laughing stock, and kind of he's being forgotten about as a laughing stock. But the real never forget, Gary. You're still a laughing stock. Uh, I <laughs> had Gary eleventh. You, Joel, had Gary ninth. So it comes in at tenth. Um. Obviously, he's getting Saquon back. He got Tevin Coleman back, so his outlook is looking a lot better than it was uh, before. But Dak at the helm looks rough. Um, but he has projected a shit ton of points this week. I think it was like 140 last time I checked. Um, but, Joel, what would you do if you had Gary's team? Um, so... He does. I mean, he does. He he's got a solid core. Lots star power, obviously, with Saquon and uh, Thomas. Devin Coleman coming back, which is looking like he's going to be a pretty, you know, more consistently than not their their go-to guy. Um, so he's got a good core there. I think, um, kind of like Nate though. At this point, he, he needs to do something to get him to win now. Um, trade away Saquon. Not that. Uh, he, Never mind. I'm, I shouldn't be. He's probably gonna. He's probably you know, disdain me if he hears that. But at least trading someone like Michael Thomas, um, or maybe even Dak. I, Dak, while his value's a little higher, yeah, they got problems now. Maybe they turn it around. I don't know. Um, Cowboys are supposed to be good, but I'm, you know, still waiting to see that. But yeah, turning around some of that that star power and just kind of making him making his starting lineup a little more deeper because he's got a good something to work with. He's just kind of gonna like you know, work with it and kind of complete a starting lineup a little bit. Um, because depth, it's, he, he kind of, he wrote off depth after the, during the, the draft when he traded away, like his left testicle first to get Saquon. Saquon so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see because like, if this can be his starting lineup every week, Dak, Saquon, Tevin Coleman, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, Evan Ingram, Manuel Sanders, like that's a good starting lineup. I don't think anyone would necessarily like hate their starting lineup, but it's just I hate once Sanders, he, so that's it. Yeah, but as a flex, it's not terrible. Um, but yeah. once once you get to situations, whether it's bye weeks or injuries, where you have to sub in pieces, that's where Gary struggles. Um, and it's not even his depth necessarily because his wide receivers are decent. Jamal Williams and Duke Johnson are fine for like if you need a spot start, but it just doesn't seem to click. Um, so I, I don't know. Rather than trading away Barkley or Thomas, I would try to package like 
maybe Allen Robinson and uh, let's just say for shits and giggles, like Tevin Coleman in exchange for, I don't know. I don't know who necessarily has good running back depth that needs a wide receiver, but someone along the lines of why am I blanking? (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have a good running back, like a top tier running back. Maybe to Ryan for like David Johnson. Like, oh no, but Ryan has good wide receivers. Maybe to David for like Nick Chubb. Maybe that would work. Something like that. But just for another stud and kind of do the same method, like, again, when you're in a hole early in the year, you got to take chances the second half of the year in order to make up ground. Because, I mean, we're essentially halfway through the season, the regular season at this yeah. point. We're six, six weeks in, we play 13 regular week seasons. So, well, 13 regular season weeks. Um, so, I mean, time's running out. Time or season's flying. You got to do what you got to do in order to make up ground. So Gary's got to do something, but I don't know. Maybe this week he's fine. All right, moving on to number nine, and there we have Joel. Joel, I had you eleventh, or excuse me, tenth, um, and you had yourself eighth. So you come in at ninth. Um, the thing with your team that I hate is that you own it. Hmm. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I hate that uh, no. part too. But to be honest, it is the Packers thing. And it just bothers me like for no really good reason other than you're relying so much on the Packers week in and week out. It seems like when you had 48 points going into Monday night, like how are honestly, how are you feeling? I mean, I, I wrote off this week long time ago. I knew this was yeah, like I was right. I, I get that. Once like, Devontae Adams had, was hurt, that was it. Yeah, like you had Adams hurt, and then you had bad bye weeks. Like it was like Marlon Mack and Darren Waller and and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but it, it just seems like anytime I look at your team, it's just like Packer, Packer, Packer. And I, I've said this before, and I still believe it, that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams stack is nice on paper, but it's just not really what it was like Aaron Rodgers is not that every week start anymore he's averaging 20 points a week which is is solid but it's solid if you expect him to be like almost slightly above like a streamable quarterback it's like that quarterback you don't necessarily want to drop because you go you'll probably want to pick him up again at the later in the year like that's where Rodgers is at this point like he's not an every week start he's Honestly, Rodgers is – he's the same as Jacoby Brissett. Like, yeah, you want Jacoby Brissett on your team, but do you want Jacoby Brissett as your every week quarterback? No. I will give you that. I was definitely panicking on him, but after watching him, especially at the end there with Detroit, like, he's got – you've seen the flashes. Like, he's, he's still he's still Aaron Rodgers, and I no, think that just I'm, comes I'm down not, to what they're figuring out. I'm not saying he's – You know, figuring out left. the offense. I'm not saying he's any less of a quarterback, but he's, no, yeah, not, he's not putting up the numbers on his own. He's only becoming that Aaron Rodgers type when the game's on the line. Like, yes, he can still do that. He can turn that switch on and dominate and score when his team like needs it. But he's not putting up those fantasy numbers like first, second quarter like he used to. Like he's only saving your fantasy weeks when the team's down and they need to score. So I 
I really don't like that. Devontae Adams has been anything but uh, consistent this year. He doesn't look the same. Uh, yes, he's been hurt, but even before that, really only one good week or one week that you're happy with. I like I liked Marlon Mack's schedule, but he had a down week against Oakland, and then he was hurt. We'll see how he looks after the bye week. I don't know. If I were you, I had you solo that because I think you do need to trade almost – I think you need to trade Devontae Adams, and I think you need, like, honestly, two different studs. Maybe a, a package with Adams for a stud, and then basically like a three-for-two or two-for-one deal for a stud because you, you need a lot of boost in your starting lineup. I, I would say Darren Waller is really your only stud at this point, um, and he's a great stud. He's a Wallerous, but... I mean, I, I just don't like it. And that's just my, that's my, that's my opinion. I got it, sir. I'll give it to you. Um, just to defend myself a little bit, just very quick. I still think um, the other thing too is the, the Green Bay's defense. I think it, they're starting to look like people are starting to figure it out. Um, I mean, they're still, they're still pretty solid, but it's not what it was looking like, you know, that week one after week one and week two. Um and I think that they're not a not going to be able to rely on their defense as much to get them out of games. I think they're definitely the offense going to have to start churning something up. I think um, once Devontae Adams comes back, just because the last game that they were both Rodgers and Adams were playing together, like they went off. Just I, I think I do think they keep that going, um, especially now that he's starting to build some chemistry with with some of those other guys. Um, I mean, Allison, until he got hurt, he, they, that was looking like a pretty good connection. And even with, what's his name, Lizard, Lizard? Lizard. That other guy? Yeah, that guy. Um, so, and obviously, I mean, the running game's kind of already been established when Aaron Jones, you know, took it for four touchdowns. Granted, it was more of a Williams week this week. But, so I think once that's back in play, um it'll be more consistent back to what it normally should. I mean, that, that's got to regret. That, I mean, there's no way. It's Aaron Rodgers and it's Devontae Adams. There's too much talent there. And now that Jimmy Graham's kind of out of the picture, I'm looking to toss him soon, I think. I, the Green Bay thing, you know, that's that's really all I'm relying on now is just really the health of Devontae Adams. And once he's back, I think that kind of fixes everything. Um, and, again, there's pieces, I think, that are going to be coming along once I don't know what's going on with Josh Gordon, but again, he's getting the target. Something's got to turn around. AJ Green, we'll see what happens if he gets traded. That will also help too. Hopefully, um, otherwise, you know, he should be coming back here in a couple of weeks. I had to take him off IR, which sucks. But, anyways, I'll move on. I'll move on. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> emotional now. Yeah, the worst is when like your IR person like changes their status from out to like questionable or out to like doubtful you can't have him in that ir spot or you can't make transactions with him in that ir spot so you have to like drop someone and then move him in order to make a move oh god it's the worst i hate it yeah exactly i, I mean he's still projected zero but like yeah you know yeah you have uh, to wait for that status to go back to out yeah it's annoying yep all right, moving on. Now we get to Ben Lamb, uh, who comes in at number eight. I had him seventh, but uh, Joel, you had him tenth. So why so down on Ben Lamb? I do not like his team at all for whatever reason, and it's nothing personal. Um, I, I heard he ben doesn't Lamb, like yours either. Yeah. Oh. 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 That's true. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> It's just normally 
I think that he I normally I normally respect Ben's football opinion. Um, but for some reason I just it's, it's not showing up on his team. All the trades he's made, I think, have he's been on the hurting end of all the trades that he's made so far. Um, outside of Bell, I, I I mean, yeah, Chase Edmonds worked out for him. I don't think that's gonna be the norm. Um I was you know, I didn't want to say anything on the, I knew I knew I wanted to say about this when we were talking about his team. Uh, Bell and outside he's got nothing. Devin Singletary is not looking like I mean at least I know he's more of a long term maybe potential keeper, but I know Ben was definitely looking for some more immediate return and was looking like that at first until he got hurt. Um he's got Godwin, which has been working out for him so far, but again I still think eventually it's gonna be I mean Mike Evans is it's Mike Evans. But come on now. I mean Mike and Evans is still having value, but sorry, I'll I'll talk when you're done. Go ahead. No, yeah, and then um, I just Odell, it, 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 whatever reason Cleveland's not figuring it out, Baker's trash, whatever it is, play calling, whatever you want to call it, Odell's not performing those leading numbers, and I don't think that's going to turn around anytime soon. If it does, I think it'll be too. When it does, I think it'll be too late. Um, and then of course his tight end and QB play. I mean, who knows what you're going to get with Winston? If you're going to get that, either five touchdowns or five interceptions. Uh, hello, Nathan Peterman. But yeah. yeah, that's that's just my opinion on his team, and I don't know <clears throat> if I I don't know. I mean, he's definitely got to make some moves to. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know what he could do to because he's got a lot of holes. It seems like. Um, but, to to argue in favor of Ben Lamb, um, once Devin Singletary's healthy now after the bye week. Uh, so we'll see if he can continue that hot start he got off to. I still believe in Bell. Um, Jets have just had a tough schedule, especially defensively and without Sam Darnold. It's been a lot on Bell, and teams can just stack the box because they're not worried about the quarterback beating him. So it's been a tough road for Bell. Uh, Will Fuller had that big game, but I don't expect him to be anything really. Godwin looks yeah, exactly. like the real deal. I don't think he'll finish the season as the wide receiver one, but he's having sustained value, and so is Mike Evans. Like, yes, Mike Evans had that goose a couple weeks ago. That's not like him, but both of them are having consistently productive weeks. Like, Evans had 20 points this week. Godwin had 26. Like, I don't think that's outside of the norm. Like, they might not get that much, but I think they'll both be consistent. We've seen it. That's true. I can see, like, We've a seen a Bruce Arians. Yeah, we've we've seen a Bruce Arians led offense support two relevant fantasy receivers too. So I don't think that's going away. Um, Odell, yeah, not what you expected, but he did have 17 points last week. So there is cause for optimism, and them having a bye this week probably coming at the perfect time so they can get their shit together. I expect a big week coming out of the bye. Um, uh, the one thing. I think he needs to do is he needs to solve his quarterback situation kind of like where I was at tired of streaming, tired of not knowing what I was going to get. So just bite the bullet, trade some pieces, whether you like him or not um, to get a legitimate quarterback, obviously Ryan's quarterbacks off the market now. So you turn to maybe David who has Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson or Nate who has Brissett and uh, Kyler Murray, Andrew Brees. So I, I would or suggest with ben, Rogers and Minshew. Shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, I, I would suggest doing that. Uh, I think that's what Ben needs to do, but we'll see moving on. All right. So we have number seven and that is Christian, uh, the far superior team to Joel's. Um, 
I had him ninth. No, I had him eighth. Joel, you had him seventh. But you, you did have a notation saying that you, Gary, and Christian were essentially even. Um, I highly disagree. Um, and I will tell you why right now. One, Christian has the stars that you don't. Um, Tyreek Hill back this week immediately paid off. Melvin Gordon will get things rolling. It's not to start Christian or anyone owning Melvin Gordon in any fantasy league would have hoped, but that's just part of Melvin Gordon getting back into the swing of things. He only had eight carries. He came out and said eight carries is not enough to get into a rhythm. The Chargers know him. It's not like uh, he went to a different team and he's getting used to the system. It's the same system, same team. It's just getting him the reps. Um, And plus... Mike Williams back, Hunter Henry's back, now the Melvin Gordon's back. They're figuring out how everyone's going to coexist again. It, it's different from how they were in the preseason, obviously, with different pieces. So I expect uh, Melvin Gordon to come back to a better version of what we would have expected um, here shortly. Um, Joel, or excuse me, Christian um, also has a. Uh, Obviously, Dalvin Cook. I I don't know why I was blanking on his his name there for a second. <laughs> Dalvin Cook's, I mean, knocking wood because I love Dalvin Cook. I love me some Dalvin Cook, but I pray to God he stays healthy. So far, he has. He's been dominant. Um, Sony Michelle is kind of hit or miss. Um, he seems like he's almost touchdown dependent, but the Patriots seem like they're giving him the ball. Um, so that's good. Zach Ertz, um, kind of just that consistent guy, like. Tight end landscape is weak, so if Sackers can get his consistent 8 to 11 points every week, I mean, he's going to be a top tight end option, and then with, obviously, tight end number one upside. So that's great. I would say Christian just needs to work on his quarterback situation like Ben Lamb, and that will really push him over the top. But I think Shady's a viable spot start still. Sean Jackson will come back, and he will be good uh, eventually. Uh, whenever that's coming off and Christian's weight paid off because Nikhil Harry's reportedly close to returning from the IR. So uh, Christian held on to him for this long. So we'll see if it pays off, but Joel, uh, I mean, I'm hearing you and Christian have a lot of beef. So um, what, what do you hate about this team? Um, no, I, I personally do. I like his team. The only thing is that you're see- it's not I what my sources what- tell me. With the injuries, um, you saw what happens when he's missing any, you know, any combination of his stars. And well, of yeah, course, with Melvin Gordon no fucking out. shit. If you lose your stars, and your team's not as good. I got that. And so what I'm saying is what happens when bye weeks actually really start hitting him, that's going to be a big part. That's going to, I think that's going to be something difficult for him to overcome. Definitely desperate for a QB. Um, yeah, so that's really that's really what it comes down to. Um, Breaking you news: see what happens it when sucks he doesn't when have your stars. stars are on a bye week. I'm just saying it hasn't even been bye week for him yet, and he's already been struggling from missing his stars, and that's really what's carrying his team is his stars, like anyone. Yeah, but his stars are playing this week. Yeah. That's fair, but what happens when the bye week again? I mean, they're all going to have. They all each have a bye week. It hasn't yes, happened correct. yet for any of them. Correct. 
Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just think there's definitely cause for optimism with Christian's team. Um, he just needs a quarterback. Uh, obviously, a stud quarterback would be nice, but literally, hold on. Fuck! I thought I had a sneeze. Oh, wait. There it is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he just needs a quarterback like uh, several teams in the league. Um, so we'll see if he can make a deal. But Christian's also a very annoying person to tra- talk trades with. So um, um, that is one area of Christian's team I'm not optimistic about. But moving on, we have a tie for sixth um, with both Jack and Tucker. Um, we could talk a little bit about both teams. I had Jack fifth, Tucker sixth. Joel, you had Tucker fifth, Jack sixth. Uh, the reason I had Jack over Tucker is uh, I still like Jack's team. It just hasn't really worked out from um, thus far. I think it's a lot due to the schedule. Um, but if I had Jack's team, I would 100% be looking to package wide receivers in exchange for a stud wide receiver. Just off the top of my head, I think a deal like, um, let's say, Adam Thielen and Sterling Shepard for Tyreek Hill, I think that would benefit both teams. Um, Christian side, he's getting two sideway receivers to help with those bye weeks that you talked about so much, Joel. And on Jack's side, he's getting a stud wide receiver uh, that he can start week in and week out that he knows he's going to have consistent value in and not have to deal with this carousel of who should I start at wide receiver because he's benched Robert Woods a couple weeks. One week, Robert Woods went off for 40. The other week, this past week, Robert Woods only had 7.5. Zero catches. The 7.5 was on a rushing touchdown of all things. So, I mean, it it's it eases your conscience going forward. Now it remains to be seen if uh, Jack can make a trade, but we'll see. Um, but the rest of the team, I, I absolutely love. Wentz, his running backs, Mark Andrews. Uh, I think he doesn't need to do much, but he does need that one big move to kind of push him over the top. And with Tucker, uh, I'm going to keep it short, brief. I know he hates when I say this, but his team is Mahomes and not much else. Yes, Kamara is there, and Kamara is kind of excluded when I talk about this, but Juju sucks. And, I mean, I guess Kittle, he has Kittle now. I wasn't really thinking about that, but he doesn't have those supplementary pieces to replace Mahomes' value when Mahomes has a down week, which we've seen Mahomes have uh, in recent weeks. Um, Like, Tucker had a down week this week, but he went up against Christian. So, I mean, Christian didn't put up points, so Tucker kind of got away with the one this week. I mean, it happens. You can't help who you play, but it doesn't exactly bode confidence either. So yeah, um, t- with Tucker, I don't know, because I know Mahomes is like off the table, and I don't blame him. Um, but I, I d- some of his moves I didn't really like. Like, I understand why he traded for Kittle, but I think if he – had kept Philip Lindsay and Alshon Jeffrey, he would have gotten the better end of that deal. That's just my I opinion. Agree. I understand. I understand why, hundred percent. But Philip Lindsay has kind of like put in the slow start. Putting has put the slow start behind him and really bounced back. And I I love Jeffrey. He just it's when he's healthy. Um, so I would have rather that side of the deal for his team. But we'll see if he can pull off another one. Um, to kind of supplement some pieces because 
I mean, I, especially a wide receiver, I think he's hurting. Um, but Joel, yeah, what's your opinion? Mahomes or Kamara? Yeah, Mahomes or Kamara. He needs to, I think, trade away because he's got that like big three: Mahomes, Kamara, and Kittle. And I mean, I know Kittle's still kind of like a prove it, even though he had like you know three touchdowns overturned beginning, of, you know, the first two games or whatever. Um, so I guess you can throw in the Pats D in there and just kind of like round, you know, round, round it, round down a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, that's that's really what he needs to do. I I agree. I definitely think he'd be better off keeping Lindsey and Alshon, but you know that's already done. So yeah. Yep. Mahomes or Kamara, and I mean obviously it's not going to be Mahomes. So I think Kamara is kind of your best bet. Yeah. So I, I, w- I would agree. Um, but. I don't think he does that, but we shall see. Uh, moving on into our top four, uh, we also have a tie for a third and fourth um, with myself and one Josh Wagner. Um, same record, so uh, it is what it is. But Wag, uh, we didn't talk about it last week because I was gone, but Wag put up 208 points last week. Um, yep. Led behind Christian McCaffrey. He aptly changed his name to the McCaffrey show. Um, it's very fitting uh, for WAG, but I mean, hey, Christian McCaffrey is a beast. So, I mean, it is what it is. If he's on your team, yeah, you're you're going to ride yeah. him like Joel, Joel Rhodes Levy on that one year. Um, <laughs> but I mean, not quite the offensive onslaught this week. 134, still good enough to get him in the win. Granted, he went up against the worst team in Beneptus. But I still like his team. Um, I don't know. Brady, like, he's still good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole and try to say he sucks just for him to win another fucking Super Bowl. But uh, uh, for fantasy, I'd be a little skeptical. I would like another option to start if I don't like no, the Brady matchup. Uh, yeah, I, have, I agree. You don't have to worry about that. He's not yeah. a good, always a good fantasy option. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, this past week he had two rushing touchdowns. Like, when's the last time that happened? Um, yeah, exactly. Damien Williams is a huge question mark because it looks like a three-headed monster there in KC. Josh Jacobs, I love. Tyler Boyd had a down week, but I still like him. Elman just depends on Brady, but he is a P-bar machine. Austin Hooper, out of nowhere, tight end one on the yeah. year so far. That's crazy to me, but I mean, he has good stuff. Uh, I think so. Um, but he has good supplementary pieces. Gallup, uh, Stefan Diggs went off for 50 last week. Uh, Jordan Howard, I feel like is a good spot start. Curtis Samuel's good. Um, Tony Pollard's a viable handcuff. So I like Wag's team. Not really much to say about it. He could use a stud. Well, oh, well. I'm looking at his lineup, and McCaffrey's not in the starting lineup because McCaffrey's on by, so I almost said something stupid saying he could trade for a stud running back. I mean, he has the stud running back right now, so yeah, uh, shame on me. But um, I'm not going to talk about my team. So, Joel, why do you have Wag uh, slightly above me? Uh, only reason is because I think Wag just has a little more depth. Obviously, running back, not not really you know, outside of McCaffrey and, uh, Bre- uh, I was going to say Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Close. Yeah, yeah. No, but, um, I mean, obviously, if you have McCaffrey, you really don't need that. Um, I guess with Diggs kind of showing up, I think that kind of gives him a little bit more receiver depth, although I do think 
Um, I mean, Hopkins, obviously, that's just that's a huge name to have a receiver for you. But, um, I mean, I do think your team definitely upgraded with that last trade you made. And, like I said, that, that between the two to four, two, three, and four ranks were all, like, really, really close to me. And, honestly, I just put mm-hmm. you in fourth because that was, like, my best chance to put you as low as I could. So, um, <laughs> honestly, I think your team could be higher. So, um, the only, and the other thing, too, is Deshaun. I just, I'm not a big Deshaun guy. I'm still hesitant. Yeah, I, I know he's been showing it so far. But so it's more just a personal bias thing. But I think you have a great starting lineup. Um, but then depth just for you outside of that. Um, and we'll find out this week what happens because you got to buy a week with um, James Conner. And we'll be playing the uh, matchup of the ages, as always. Me and you were playing. Yeah. So. Something like um, that. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I. That's really the big reason why I, I love Edelman, obviously, and I think Tom Brady. Yeah, he's not always a good fantasy option, but this year I think for some for whatever reason it's it, just because like Michelle's not really. I mean, you said he's kind of touched down or bust. I'm not really buying into that. I think he's bust just because he's not getting those red zone looks. They're gonna score any way they can, and like you, you know what you know what I mean. It's the Patriots. You you just never know, and it. Sony has been doing up to this point, so Brady's always the option now to just kind of run it in. James White, Burkhead, um, Bolden, Brandon Bolden out of nowhere. You know, they're still figuring out their receivers. So um, it seems like Tom Brady just seems to be the true constant in that in the offense of anything else. So, yeah, and I think Diggs is kind of he's going to be around for a while. So that's kind of, yeah, that's where I'm putting him above you. But, again, it was really close. So Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm not going to gripe too much about it. Uh, I like my team, especially after that trade. Rest of season, this might be a take, might not be, but I think rest of season, T.Y. Hilton is on par, if not better, than Keenan Allen. Um, I was extremely worried about Keenan Allen moving forward um, just because with Melvin Gordon coming back, Melvin Gordon commands a lot in the passing game and kind of takes away from Keenan Allen in that respect. Mike Williams has kind of been steadily increasing his workload. Hunter Henry coming back is just another guy to factor in. Um, And Keenan Allen was benefiting with all those guys missing. He had huge weeks, weeks one, two, and three with all of those guys out. But now all of those guys are back, and we've seen three down weeks in a row. And his schedule does not get any easier. I mean – plays like Denver, yeah. Chicago, Jacksonville. I mean, granted, Jacksonville just traded Jalen Ramsey, but he plays tough, tough defenses going forward, and the Chargers have not looked good. So I took a chance, because it is Keenan Allen, who's usually consistent. I took a chance, traded him away, and I like T.Y. Hilton uh, with Brissett. Uh, it seems like he's a red zone option, whereas Keenan Allen isn't really much of a red zone option. He's more PPR guy, which is fine, but um, I think season, the rest of season, I kind of like T.Y., so I like my team. Not going to grab too much about it. Um, but number two, number one, um, pretty obvious considering who's left. Number two, we both have David. Number one, we both have Ryan. Um, with David's team, I got the best from this week, thank God. Um, but where is the room to improve for David? I think, I guess, receiver depth. But, I mean, I mean, that's at this point I'm just kind of being nitpicky because, like, he um, – I guess outside of who he's starting now, is it Julio, Lockett, and Cooks? Right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That yeah, yeah, that's who he has right after now. After that, but that again, I mean, that's three startable receivers right there, and you know, of course, you know, Cooks being the flex, but 
he's obviously got other options for flex with his, um, with his running backs. I like his running backs. Chubb's going to have a bye week this week, and I think he's still kind of covered. He's got two great quarterback options. Um, so, I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Being picky, just a little more receiver depth, but that's really it. Um, I like his team. Aaron Jones, always questionable now that Williams is back, but after that four-touchdown performance, he, I think he's definitely – He's still a good top, top, you know, top, top end RB two, low RB one, depending on the week. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Dave's team is good. Um, I mean, my team just point up, put up points this week, but his team still put up points. It's just you, and he scored one hundred thirty one. That's usually good enough to win. It would have beat a handful of teams this past week, but he went up against me. He lost. Um, I would just say, I mean, he has Russell Wilson, who's the number one quarterback thus far, and he has Matt Ryan, who's the number four quarterback thus far. Uh, logic tells you you should probably trade one for uh, for some pieces, whether it's wide receiver depth. I can see a deal like, let's say, Matt Ryan and Brandon Cooks to Ben Lamb for, uh, I'm trying to think of his team, maybe, maybe just like, Godwin, no, he put when Lamb would, wouldn't trade. Maybe Odell, maybe I don't know. It, it would have to see how Ben Lamb feels, but um, I could see a deal like that where David does a two for one with the quarterback to a quarterback needy team. Um, yeah, to improve it, but uh, that leaves Ryan. Um, I mean, talk about a guy with not many holes on his team. One just popped up this week with Disley going down, but he already addressed that. Ryan works quickly. He got a tight end. Still needs a tight end for this week, but Olsen looks like a viable replacement for the rest of the season just because he is that safety blanket for the Panthers offense. But no Mike Evans this week due to bye week. Um, and then Dave Johnson still questionable. I think he'll play, though. Um Cooper Cup down week last week, and then obviously, like I said, no tight end. So this might be a week where Ryan catches um, a bad break, but he is going up against Ben Lamb, so we'll see how that plays out. If you were Ryan, are you standing pat, or are you still trying to make a move? I mean, the thing with Ryan's team is, like, he's got enough – I mean, he can. I think he can always make moves and still – be safe enough. He's just got a lot. He's got great depth, especially at receiver. Um, you know me and my, I love receivers. Um, he's got great receiver depth. So I think that kind of with, with that, he, he can kind of do whatever he wants. He can make moves and still kind of, if it doesn't work out for him as much, he can still, you know, he's got something to fall back on with whoever he keeps. Um, I'm still not sold on DJ. Um, I don't think he I'm is either really for what it's worth. Okay, yeah, but again, I mean, he's got Philip Lindsay, um, and then I still like Matt Breida for that spot start, um, just because you know Shanahan's a very situational, you know, it's a very situational offense. So yeah, um, built around running backs and tight ends, so there's always room for him to get a good week. Um, yeah, so I mean, honestly, he can do he can do whatever he wants. That's that's my point. He can stamp <laughs> that, or he can trade, and he'll be fine either way. I think. Yeah. What what a luxury to have. Yeah. Um, but that does it for our rankings. Uh, Ryan holds his top spot again, so we'll see if anyone can dethrone him um, going forward. But we're just gonna run through the NFL games this week, see what we like, 
talk about a guy, a notable guy, whether we like him to start or like him to sit. Um, so let's start from the top. Thursday night game, Chiefs travel to Denver, Kansas City, three-point favorites. Um, Mahomes, do you like him to bounce back this week? Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, it is Mahomes, but I know I, I heard he's still not the same with that ankle. So, Yeah, the and, offensive line, know. too. It's not helping. Yeah. Um, I... Not yet, not yet. I think it'll be kind of like there'll be some headlines like, "Uh oh, what's going on with Mahomes?" And then he'll yeah. turn it on. This isn't this isn't the week though. It's a hot division matchup. I can see the Broncos playing up. Yeah, uh, I would recommend starting both Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders um, because I, Sutton's been great and Sanders has shown flashes. He's been dinged up, um, but I think both are safe this week. Um, do you like Chiefs to cover? Or do you like the Broncos to upset? What's the spread? Chiefs by three. Mm. I like Broncos to upset. It's a Why tough not? one. Ooh, I like Why it. Not? I like it. All right, so next we have Texans traveling to Indianapolis for a divisional matchup. We have Indy favored by one, which I think is surprising. Um, but I will say two things. I I think just naturally you're starting everyone. I mean Hopkins, Watson, obviously oh, yeah. for me, Marlon Mack, Brissett. If you, if Nate, I mean, oh well, Kyler Murray's going against uh, the Giants. They're so probably saying Brissett, but Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton. Um, you're starting them all. I, I would even think like someone like Eric Ebron's probably safe in this matchup. Um, yeah. I, the Colts are such a tough team to gauge because they lose to Oakland, but they go out and dominate Cincinnati, hold them to 13 points, which is insane. Um, so a tough team to gauge for sure. Uh, but I, I do like the Texans in this matchup. What do you think? I, yeah, I, I don't know because I, I think Colts are coming off the bye week. Uh, this is true. The Texans been kind of, Texans got the momentum, but yeah, Colts. This the, is true. Colts coming out of the bye week. I, you know, I love Marlon Mack. Obviously, I think it'll definitely be a high-scoring affair. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna pick the Colts. Um, that a personal bias. Over/under is 47, so that predicts like the Colts will win like 24-23. So we will see. Um, next matchup, we're not going to spend too much time on it because it's a wash. 49ers travel to Washington. Kyle Shanahan revenge game. I think the 49ers score early and often and do not stop scoring. And I am going bold here, and I am predicting a Redskins shutout. I do not think they score. Um, I think the Kyle Shanahan's passing off his vendetta to the whole team, and I think it is an ugly show in Washington. Um, I think. Mm. Uh, I might have to start Terry McLaurin out of like necessity just because of bye weeks and whatnot, but I don't feel comfortable starting him. AP, I think, is a must sit. Um, I don't like Case Keenum as a streamer. I mean, there's not really much else on the, the Redskins side of the ball, but start your 49ers, folks. Um, yep. next game, uh, it's only 49ers are only favored by 10, which I think is a joke, too. Um, next game, interesting one. Rams travel to Atlanta. Atlanta only one in five. I don't think 
anyone saw that coming. Rams three and three. I also don't think anyone saw that coming. Rams three point favorites. Yeah. Do you like Jared Goff and supplementary pieces to uh to bounce back fantasy wise this week? Yeah, I mean it's the Falcons. Their defense is yeah already destroyed, and it was already bad to begin with. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see a good, I could see a shootout. What what's the deal with Ramsey? What's he's not he's not playing he's not playing is he? I think he is. It, it might not be okay. every snap, but I I think he is. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's really I guess that'd be the X factor is right. uh, how much of an impact he has right away. Just because you know, figuring out the system and whatnot. I guess it might be a little different being a corner, as you know. But um, yeah, we'll see. But. No, I could see. I mean, it was a home game for the Rams, right? Uh, no, they're away. They're in Atlanta. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Then I could definitely see. I could definitely see Matt Ryan kind of and carrying the team to another win. It's weird that he... it's weird that the Falcons' only win is against the Eagles this year. But the Eagles also had like everyone on their offense die in that game, and they still almost won. So, yeah, uh, Falcons could easily be winless. Um, I think you're still starting your Falcons, regardless of whether Ramsey plays or not. You're going to start Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. You're going to start 100%. Julio. You're going to start Calvin Ridley. You're going to start Austin Hooper. Maybe Muhammad Sanu. Um, so this should be a high-scoring game. Next matchup could get ugly, too, but Fitzmagic is back. We have the Dolphins traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo's 17-point favorites. Um, does Fitzmagic get the Dolphins another win against the spread? That would be quite. I would love to see it, honestly. I, I'm, I'll be rooting for it, but I'm still. I like. I like my. I like the Bills. They're. Hey. Uh, yeah, they're wins against legit. the spread. I like. Wins yeah. against the spread are still wins. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm starting there. All of my Bills. Um, Correct. I definitely all. Definitely, definitely all the Bills. I, if the Dolphins do somehow do something, it's going to be really ugly and nobody you expect. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't even know if I'm starting it from the Dolphins. Devontae Parker, maybe. I don't know. Does anyone even have him? No. The the answer is you're not starting a single Dolphin. It's the Bills yeah. defense. Bills defense is great. Um, so yeah, I'll answer that one for you. <laughs> uh, there you go. Interesting matchup. Uh, Jacksonville traveling to Cincinnati. Jacksonville without Jalen Ramsey officially. Um, three and a half point favorites. Bengals looking for the first win. Um, are you? I mean, you are the Joe Mixon owner. Are you comfortable starting him? I think so. Just because I mean, their defense is definitely whatever it was. What was it two years ago? Now it's that that seems to be long gone. Especially now, Jalen Ramsey gone. I'm not that. I mean, I guess that impacts. I, I mean, I don't know. They're, I mean, they have the worst run defense right now, I believe. So I think I will start him. I'm all, you know, it is. I'm a little sore lately from starting Joe Mixon, but I might take one more chance. And if he doesn't put out this week, then that's it. Um, yeah, honestly, I'll roll out Tyler Boyd on this one. I'll roll out Joe Mixon. Um, Andy Dalton, maybe. Could be, no. could be a streamer. Nah, nah, not starting Andy. You don't, don't think so? Nah, I don't think so. Um, uh, Jacks. I mean, there's a lot of people that need a QB. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Jacks had the ball. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with Gardner Minshew this week. Joel, if you start Minshew over Rodgers, you're admitting that Minshew is a better quarterback than Rodgers, and Rodgers is overrated. Um, but you're obviously starting Leonard Fournette. 
uh, I like DJ Chark this week. DD Westbrook's probably gets me the win. Shit. <laughs> DD Westbrook's probably a sneaky snart. Um, uh, but we will see about that game. I like that game. Another interesting game. Vikings traveled to Detroit. Detroit got hosed on Monday night. Um, but Vikings coming to town four and two. Lions two two and one. Minnesota one and a half point favorites. Uh, that line keeps going back and forth, but it's basically a toss up. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings. Um, I I would say I'm comfortable start. Obviously, you're going to start Thielen and Cook, and then on the other side, you're going to start Carry On Johnson and um, probably Galladay. Kenny Galladay. But I I would say I'm fine starting Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't think I'm starting him, but I, I would be fine starting TJ Hawkinson. He should have had a better week last week, but he dropped a touchdown. Um, they're still targeting him in the red zone, so there's that. I'm okay with Stafford as a streamer just because he slings the ball. Um, he doesn't care if it gets intercepted, so that lends itself to upside to score. Um, but, Joel, anything of note about this game? I don't know if I'd be rolling out Galladay or Diggs only because they got each team really has that that, that stud corner. Um, they're both perimeter guys. So um, what's uh, Darius Slay for the Lions, Xavier Rhodes for the Vikings. Um, yeah. But other than, I, mean, I don't know. I think this will this will definitely be one of those ugly games. Um, it'll it'll be close. But yeah, I mean the I Vikings. I think it'll be a what? good football. I think it'll be a good football game. I don't think it'll be like, like Patriots Bills was kind of an ugly game, but like it was good yeah. football game. I think this will be like a little bit more offense than that, but I think it'll still be a good football. I like the Vikings to win. Um, the Detroit has a pesky defense that can hold teams in check. Minnesota has a real defense that can hold you in check. Um, yeah, and, that's what I, that's that's what I'm thinking about is the Vikings yeah. and the Lions. Like, I mean, Patricia just still like he just reminds me of Belichick a lot. He's just got that like win any way you can, it's cost, and it's going to be really ugly, you know, if, yeah. if they do pull, if they can pull it out. I, I was questioning Patricia as a head coach, but I, I think I'm starting to buy into it now that they got some more pieces to fill in the holes yeah. that in years past. Uh, I'm starting to buy into his his uh, his approach. Mike Vrabel, on the other hand, I'm very iffy about, but I, I do like Matt Patricia. I, I think he's he's getting there. Um, so next matchup, I love this matchup as a football game. I do not want to bet on it at all, but I love this matchup just because I'm curious to see what each team's made up. We have the Raiders going to Green Bay. Green yeah. Bay is five and a half point favorites, and I can't tell if I like that or not. Like the 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 Raiders uh, went to Indy, upset them. Then they went to London and upset the bears in the Cleo Mac revenge game. Like, I don't know who these Raiders are, but I, they are not the easy bet against anymore. So, I mean, I, I still think you're starting everyone you're starting. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably Tyrell Williams, but you're starting Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. You're starting Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. If he plays and Aaron Jones, uh, maybe yep. Jimmy Graham is a spot starter. Um, maybe mm. like MVS as a spot start too. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm not saying for you. I'm just talking about in general. Uh, no, yeah, MVS Waller, so over a little bit, Honestly, I'm yeah, yeah I'm a little bit different. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I love this matchup. 
I don't know. This might be one I just have to watch. Like I have, because like I I watch Red Zone. I don't watch any one particular game. But this might be yeah, one I have too. to like pull up on my iPad to just watch by itself because I'm very intrigued by this matchup. Um, next matchup is another. Yeah, for sure. Next matchup is another good one. Uh, two rookie QBs looking to prove themselves. Um, Cardinals traveling to the Giants. Uh, Giants three-point favorites. I like the Cardinals in this one. Um, Me too. I think Kyler Murray and that offense is finally starting to click. They finally realize what it's like to play with a lead and to hold a lead. It came close last week, but they, they're they getting more of an experience of playing with the lead and kind of when they have a lead, they don't have to do that high-tempo offense. They can run the ball, kill the clock. Um, so I'm curious to see that. And now that Saquon's back, first time really playing with Daniel Jones, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But, uh, Joel, are you starting everyone in this matchup pretty much? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Christian Kirk, if, he, if he's healthy, Larry Fitt, DJ, um, Shoot, I could definitely see Edmonds even this week just because it's the Giants' D. You could probably do a little something-something. Um, and same thing on the, on the Giants' side. Golden the Tate, game will I'm probably kinda, be close, like too. Yeah. Golden Tate, I like him as a safe, that, that kind of like PPR monster, short yardage um, type deal. Um, like, yeah, Sterling Shepard could always do something, too. Evan Ingram, Saquon, definitely. Yeah, no, I like. I'm definitely starting everybody. Uh, one person I'm curious to see is Evan Ingram. Uh, he benefited from not having everyone those first two weeks, so he dominated. But now that Golden Tate's off suspension, Sterling Shepard's healthy, Saquon uh, is healthy. Uh, I'm curious to see how that affects Evan Ingram. I still think he'll be valuable, especially in a weak tight end landscape. But I don't think it'll be quite as valuable. So just something to watch. I think they're worse against the tight ends too. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it is the Cardinals. So that, that's a good point. Cardinals are absolute garbage against the Titans, so Evan Ingram should probably yeah. still have a big week. Uh, another intriguing matchup, two teams looking to get back on track. Chargers traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee is starting Ryan Tannehill this week. They're benching Marcus Mariota, um, so we'll see. Melvin Gordon wants more carries. Chargers have a lot of mouths to feed with everyone turning from injury. Um, so, Joel, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I am interested to see. I've always, um, I know Tannehill hasn't really never panned out, but if there's any a time for him to finally work out, I've low key always kind of been a fan. Um, so we'll yeah. see if this is his time. Yeah. They de- and they they have they have like decent enough weapons for him to to do something at least. Um, and their defense has shown that for even you know for whatever reason that they're they they can pesky. They can, yeah, yeah, exactly. That that yeah. So I think. If, if, if they can manage to, you know, keep that all that the Chargers are because they got a lot of offensive firepower. If they can keep that under tamper down a little bit, then I definitely think there's some there's some room there to. I, I, I'm interested. I'm not I'm not throwing out all my Chargers. I don't know which ones. It could really be anybody who does well, but I'm not all of them. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to blow yeah. out the Titans. Yes, yeah, someone will do well in the Chargers, but we don't know who we get, whether it's the running backs or the receivers or the tight end like it was last week. So it may be seen. I am rooting for the Chargers, but I don't feel comfortable betting on them. Um, 
So we'll see if they can bounce back. Uh, another interesting matchup, two good defenses. Uh, Saints travel to Chicago with the Bears. Bears coming off the bye after getting embarrassed, losing to the Raiders in London. Um, I'm sure that didn't sit well with them. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is playing. Um, so Bears, another week with Chase Daniel. Um, it's tough. Like You're going to start who you need to start. You're going to start Kamara and Michael Thomas. Thomas. And uh, I'm starting David Montgomery off out of necessity because James Conner's by. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. My running, but it was not too much of a stretch. Um, but uh, Allen Robinson, he's going to go up against Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore had a big week last week defensively. Do you trust Allen Robinson in this game? It's not Allen Robinson. Chase Daniels, and the answer is no. Ah, that's fair. That is fair. So we'll have to see. Should be another good game, 425 matchup. Another good game, Ravens traveling to Seattle. Uh, Seattle favored by three and a half. I like Seattle a lot in this game. I Fantasy-wise, Lamar Jackson is good. Don't get me wrong. But as a quarterback, I think he is wildly overrated now because before Ooh. he was underrated. I, before, I think he was underrated because everyone's like, oh, he's a running back. But then he came out with that week one and dominated. Guys, that week one was against Miami. Like, everyone looks good against Miami minus Case Keenum. Uh, like, so I don't think anything that was really anything. And he's putting up these numbers because of his rushing. As a passer, he still yeah. isn't doing all that well. And, like, Hollywood Brown, I traded away. But I loved him. But the, the most infuriating thing is he would get nine targets, but only two receptions because like six or seven of those targets would be uncatchable because Lamar Jackson just isn't accurate a lot of the time. Uh, he's good yeah. at improvising, but being a pocket passer, he still has a lot to learn. He can get there, but it seems like it's Mark Andrews only. And if it's not Mark Andrews, then Lamar Jackson struggles as a passer. So I hate that. I think Seattle exposes that, covers Mark Andrews, and forces Jackson to uh, – not improvise, but scramble, and Seattle takes advantage of that. So we'll see. Uh, last two matchups. Sunday night matchup, Eagles travel to Dallas. Uh, this should be interesting because Eagles looking to claim the division lead, sole division lead. Cowboys looking to show that their loss to the Jets was a fluke and it's not who they are. Um, Joel, do you like the Eagles to pull out the win, or do you think America's team bounces back? Um, well, considering America's team is Patriots and not playing that night, I don't see that <laughs> at all. So, um, no, but I think the Eagles win. I think Cowboys are frauds. Agreed. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think it'll be a, a straightforward. I mean, the Eagles, their defense is, I don't like their defense at all, but, um, they just, they, obviously they got the offensive firepower. Um, especially if, I don't know what Deshaun, is he supposed to be playing this week? What's, what's his deal? What, Alshon? Deshaun. Desh- what are you talking about, Deshaun? What? Deshaun Jackson, dude. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. No, he's not playing this week. Okay. Um, well, either way, I mean, Alshon, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could. They, they got the offense to do it, so yeah, Cowboys frauds. I don't like him at all. Yeah. Eagles win. Agreed. Um, we'll have to see. I think fantasy-wise, you have a, a lot of good uh, players to start this week on both sides. Oh, of the yeah, ball, everyone. So that should be fine. And final matchup, Monday night game. Patriots travel to New York, play the Jets. New England, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. 
I don't think anyone's picking the Jets to win. Let me say that. However, give the Jets 10 points to start off. Who wins that game? 10 points? Yeah. Um, Because I think, and I could be wrong. I've been proven wrong by the Patriots plenty of times. I think if you give the Jets 10 points, the Jets narrowly squeak out that win. There's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I'm trying to number, but yeah, it's something maybe like 14. Maybe that's more comfortable. Obviously it's more comfortable and more of a cushion, but uh, I mean, I predicted the jets over the Cowboys last week. I love it. I mean, it was, it was a great prediction riding high on that horse. Um, and I, I like the Jets coming into the season. Obviously, it hinges on Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the Jets as kind of like a, they can upset a team here and there. It, they're not going to upset the Patriots, but I think no, Sam it'll be, Darnold. It'll be closer. It'll be closer. Right. I, think, I think this may be the game where New England's offense figures it out, but their defense might be exposed a little bit. Especially right. just because they haven't seen a lot of Darnold this year with the weapons that they have right now. Yeah, so. I don't think... New England has like 30 points this week. Defense fantasy, I mean. Uh, I think it, it'll be a closer game, um, but obviously the Patriots still win, so we shall see. But that does it for our preview of the matchups. Um, long episode, but we'll get back to our two-episode format. Uh, I just got caught up uh, watching the Nats uh, punch their ticket to the World Series, so obviously that takes precedence over this podcast. Hate to say it, but gotta gotta be with my team, stay in the fight. You know how it goes. Um, but Joel, any final thoughts? Uh, well, I just I'm just trying to win right now, man. At this point, whatever I got to <laughs> do. So uh, let's talk trade. You guys, everyone's on the table. Yep, trade deadline about a month away. It's usually like the week before Thanksgiving. So mark your calendars, get your trades done now. Uh, about halfway done through the season. But, Joel, appreciate you coming on. Uh, as always, uh, this was... Uh, being on I'm here, sure, still waiting for my T-shirt. <laughs> I'm sure more of a redeeming performance than your last time uh, with Ryan and Christian. So uh, oh, we'll, have God, get yeah. you and, we'll have to get you and Christian on uh, on soon because I'm curious to see about what's going on there. <laughs> um, but from Joel and myself, appreciate you guys listening. As always, thank God football's back. Thank God. Love you guys.